Oh my goodness, did you hear that wake-up call? Matthew 6.33 says, Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, and God provisions. That's the message, Bible. That's the life I want. How about you? I'm Kimberly, born from above believer for over 30 years, the storyteller of my life using a visionary voice, and I'm a faith coach. This podcast will fan your faith into flame, create boldness to step out, and challenge you to ask for more. There's always more. Hey people, can you help me sound the alarm to wake us up? When you choose a star, leave a review, hit subscribe, share on social media, or forward to a friend, it fires the system and turns up my volume. Your part matters. You matter. We are better together. Hi, thanks for joining me this week. I'm Kimberly Belrose with 633 Wake Up. Now, that comes from Matthew 633 of the Message Bible, which says, Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, and God provisions. And this podcast is about my heart and wanting to live like that. And I hope you do too. Today I want to talk a little bit about God reality and what that looked like in my life, what it didn't look like, and what I'm hoping to get back to. So to begin with, I want to read from my webpage, which is 633-wakeup.com if you want to check that out. This particular portion is on my page of Why Faith Coaching, and it's my testimony. So this is how it goes. Do you find yourself worn out or burned out on religion? Now that's from Matthew chapter 11 of the Message Bible. But this was how I felt for many years in my faith. I used to say, God, if I could just stay in church, I could do it. But outside in the real world, it's so tiring. But I found it also difficult in the church in the Christian culture, feeling like everyone around me thought I was a weirdo. I was desperately looking and believing for miracles, signs, and wonders, yet others seemed content with the status quo. You see, I started out really believing what I read in my Bible was true and available even for me. During the first month of my conversion, I experienced windwards and a vision. My beginnings were filled with childlike faith and his supernatural help and intervention in my everyday life. Then I began to want to know more, and in the pursuit of learning to be a better Christian, I became independent and thought I had knowledge and ability. I learned so much more, and I ended up believing less. Oh, I continued in my Bible. I said my prayers and I went with the flow of the culture. But it wasn't the same. Something was wrong. I believe my believer went dormant because my expectations changed. 
Now the other half of the verse in Matthew 11, Jesus says, Come to me, get away with me, and I'll show you how to take a real rest. Years went by before I began to seek and search God for why he wasn't doing his part. When I heard, what I heard was that I was the problem. I know, surprise, surprise. I didn't believe. I had grown up instead of staying childlike. Until I learned to take a rest while walking and working, to die that I might live, to stop up my ears that I might listen, and to blind my eyes that I could see, until I learned that there is no neutral ground and that this is war. If I'm not on his side, then I'm making it worse. If I disagree with what he says and what the word says, that I'm wrong and that learning to surrender is to have freedom, then I will have no peace. We are constantly trying to live towards rest instead of living from it. If these things remind you of you and you're struggling and searching and that you often feel that you don't fit, as if you need to find rest, then that's what I'm talking about. And that's where I believe faith coaching can help. It can be for you. I try to be open and honest and transparent and vulnerable as I share from my arsenal I call life. I don't have the answers, but I know who does, and I know how to seek him and help get you there. I believe that together we're stronger and together we can awaken your believer to believe for more. So that's what it says on my faith coaching page on my website. But today I'm going to talk about that God reality. What that looked like when I slid to salvation. The first thing I remember happening was my son had come into the house screaming and he had been stung by a bee on his thumb. He was about six years old and his little thumb was pretty swollen. It had this white welt and it was this red dot and a little black speck in the middle of it. And as a young mum, I had no idea what to do with a bee sting. And then it, it dawned on me. I'd only been a Christian for a few months and I thought yes I know what to do so I just grabbed that little boy's thumb and I began to pray and I didn't pray scripture I didn't pray fancy words didn't quote anything it was just a, a young mom crying out to God for help and at first my son was very upset that I wasn't doing anything and then he said oh Yes, you are. You're praying. And he laid his little head down on my stomach. And I said a few more words. And then I took my hand off his thumb. The swelling was gone. 
The red was gone. The white was gone. There was just a little black speck. <laughs> that little boy and I both <laughs> rejoiced that day. And then began a journey of my dependence on God. When something happened, it wasn't my natural reaction anymore to call the doctor or the repairman. But I had a different concept in the forefront of my mind. I was so full of belief that what God did for me and that what I read in the Bible was true and it could happen today for me. I remember, um, you know, the VCR stopped working and I would pray and suddenly it would work. I remember the computer didn't work and I laid hands on it and I asked for God's help and it worked. I remember one time having my family for homemade pizza and we had all these pizzas to cook and when I opened the oven it was cold. Now my family didn't move too far, live too far away so they were getting their coat and boots and my mom and dad were going to take the pizzas to their place to cook them. And as they were getting ready I laid hands on the top of that stove and I prayed. And I just said, Lord Jesus, I need your help. I've got to cook dinner. Again, nothing fancy, nothing memorable. I didn't pray scripture. I prayed from a childlike faith and a heart. And when I took my hands off that stove, not only did it work, but people, it was preheated. I'm not kidding. And we had this old car, and it was temperamental to be started. And I never had too much problems with it, because when, when it wouldn't start, I laid hands on that dash, and I just asked for help. And I would turn the key, and it would start. And my husband would get so frustrated when he tried, and it wouldn't work. And he would come in the house, and he'd say, Go do your thing. And I would. And it worked. And one of my favorite things that happened is we were searching for something. And my husband was getting so frustrated, he was tearing the house apart, trying to find this thing. And I went into the bathroom, and I asked God for help. And I could see as clear as a bell, where it was. I knew what drawer, I knew what to move, where it was laying under, and I came out of that bathroom, and I went to that drawer, and I moved two or three things, and there it was, and we rejoiced. Now there's a few other times that are, you know, really wonderful, and people Twice people came to my door. I don't know what you have, but I want it. We went through some financial duress in the first few years of my faith. And one Christmas specifically, people sent us checks in the mail. 
people that wouldn't have even normally sent me Christmas cards. Uh, there was a pastor from a church that I didn't attend, and he called and asked me what was my biggest worry because he felt that he needed to supply it. And I cried because I'd gotten a hydro bill cutoff notice that day. And that pastor showed up at my door later that day, wrote a check, paid for my hydro bill in full. I can remember praying for a woman who was uh, diagnosed with glaucoma. And at her next eye appointment, it was gone. They thought they made a mistake. God answered my prayers. And my natural reaction was to ask him, to depend on him, to count on him. And I don't know how it happened. I don't know why it happened. When I'm talking to you about what was, and if you're reading my wind words of everything that I've experienced, I want it so bad. I hunger for it. I believe for it. Signs, wonders, and miracles should be following me, and they should be following you if you're a believer. We should be living different from the world around us. We should be shining brightly. People should be knocking on our doors for prayer. People should be seeking us for the revelation and the wisdom and direction from the God Almighty. People should come to us and cry out to know how to get closer to God and his love and his, and his forgiveness and his mercy. It's there for every one of us. But somehow, the body of Christ has fallen into the trap of complacency. And we're not much different from the world. Those things don't happen in my everyday life anymore. I should say that it's not that they never happen. It's just not an everyday occurrence because I don't every day ask for them anymore. Somehow, I grew out of that childlike faith and into this independency of knowledge and ability of, of scripture and, and life, walking in, in more peace and more healing, created a, a different way. And I don't like it. And I bet you, you don't like it either. I bet you, if you're listening to this podcast, you too hunger for signs, wonders, and miracles to follow you. Let's choose to make an effort to depend on God again, to believe like little kids. The wind word that I wrote to be published just tonight was about faith and hope. Think about this. Here's what I wrote. I had been seeking the Lord on understanding the difference of hope and faith. They seem to be interchangeable in our language and even in the scripture sometimes. Is there a difference? Honestly, this happened to me while I was using the restroom in the church. True, but here it is. 
I could suddenly see a pregnancy test. You know the kind. You pee on them. And then these words blew in. God said, when a couple is trying to have a baby, they take this test. Then they wait the minutes required for time to pass for the results. And during the waiting, they are hoping for the positive. But when they see that positive, they believe the promise and instantly move to faith and rejoice for it is done. They still do not see the baby, but they now believe the promise of one coming. My word is like taking that test. You have a choice to believe the promises as positives resulting in faith, or you can hope for them as you continue trying and taking the tests. And as I do when I write a wind word, I end with, here's our wake up. What are your test results? Has a believer been conceived in you? Or are you still trying to believe? Let's wake up our faith. Let's rise up higher. Let's ask God for the impossible. If we ask God for the intervention in our lives when, when, when we just need him. You know, the Israelites, when they went through the wilderness, God fed them manna. God brought them quail. God brought them water out of a rock. I mean, and so many more stories. But remember, what the problem was with those Israelites is they fell into the way of the world with murmuring and complaining and bickering and even, you know, fighting for, for leadership and such things. Fear of provision. We don't need to be like the world. We need to be believers. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Hey, you can find some links in my show notes. And they're for my website and they're for free sign up for wind words. These are the little devotionals that come into your email daily about the stories and the experiences of my life. They're free. They're just for the asking, the sign up. There's no commitment, no cost to you. On my website, you will also find out uh, more about me and my story. And you can see what faith coaching is and what, what is available with that. So come on, go check it out. It is at www.633-wakeup.com. I hope that you connect us together. Thank you.